0: And can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? Welcome to Monday Munchies. On these episodes, you'll be sitting shotgun on my adventures of exploring restaurants in the past few weeks. Albeit, I'm not a certified food critic, but I do love to eat, and someone say that I do have a certain set of skills. <laughs> not even sure what that means, but who knows? We're all here to have fun, right? I'm also definitely not a yelper like the majority of residents of Southport, Colorado. But I do love trying new restaurants and food, so sit back and enjoy. Our first stop is over at Latin City, right in the heart of downtown Chicago's Loop. The spirit of Latin America in the heart of Chicago. Brought to you by the world renowned chef Richard Sandoval. Latin City provides a delicious twist of Latin street foods. Located on the third floor of Block 37, this multi sensory experience features 10 innovative kitchens, a tapas restaurant, coffee cafe. Full bar, market, and lounge. A truly unique dining experience. Latinxia brings the flavors of Latin America, Spain, and Portugal to the heart of Chicago. For this, I actually met with a couple of guys on my team for the Lunar Ball marketing event. Uh, we're super excited to get together, chat, catch up on some things. So I figured why not try out somewhere fun and exciting. We're going to end up stopping at the Innovative Kitchen of Miracos. Fresh seafood prepared with Latin cooking styles and ingredients are served there. You get to choose from perfectly cooked steamed or fried fish, or even try something from their raw bar. I ended up going with the two fish tacos and a side order of calamari. This was more than enough food somehow. They just gave gigantor portions. And let me tell you a secret, be very careful with the spices they put on the calamari. It was ha ha ha! So spicy. Oh my god. But I'm a spice fan, so I absolutely loved it. The weird thing about this place was, you go in, it's kind of open cafeteria, or whatever. You have a pager that gives you like this price you pay for everything. Then it's all on the honor code for what you actually swipe on the pager. You go sit down in open area, and somehow before you leave, you're supposed to stop at the cash register and check out. Very odd honor code. You just like easily just like walk out, pretend like you you like, left something there or whatever, but. It is what it is, they actually uh, do a great job there. I'll definitely be coming back since it's right there downtown in the loop. Up next is Cozy Corner, a cute little pancake house located in Logan Square, only open for breakfast and lunch. I'm very familiar with this place. I've yet to eat here for the first full year I've here in Chicago, but it's really close to uh, my bol- old boss's house, uh, right by the Logan Square Blue Line stop. Uh, we walked in, you know, around uh, mid morning, and for some brunch, and they say take a number. No hostess, no anything. This is all just kind of word of mouth. People standing around as you stare, at what's going on. 20 minutes later, finally get a seat. So I'm like, okay, whatever. This is like looking like a Denny's, a Perkins, who knows what. But end up going with the crepe combo, which had strawberries and banana, plus a side orb sausage and scrambled eggs. Just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's definitely a little like, you know, pancake house, pretty straightforward scenario, but uh, it, you know, it definitely hit the spot. I definitely needed some good comfort, Americanized breakfast food in a relaxed atmosphere. Wasn't overly crowded, just like a long wait, just kind of uh, how busy it was, but wasn't like wall-to-wall people. Definitely enjoyed the conversation I was having at brunch. So I will definitely be back to Cozy Corner for some classic American brunch food. (laughs) Up next on our stop is Arabella. This is the flagship of the Winthrop fleet. Back in the day, sailed from England to Salem in 1630. These are ships, mind you. <laughs> that restaurants, But also gave birth to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. During the voyage, the passengers and crew managed to consume the 10,000 gallons of wine that had been stowed on board as part of the ship's provisions. In the spirit of Age of Exploration the restaurant owners and team at Arabella strive to follow the ship's occupants' sense of adventure, leaving home to start something new in the search for freedom and choice to lead lives of individual distinction. They have taken this approach with their menu, giving you the opportunity to journey to many locales throughout the world of cocktails. They sincerely hope that amongst their offerings, you will find something that satisfies your thirst, but may also, for a brief moment, Spark Your Wanderlust. This was absolutely phenomenal. We had a Groupon to come here, and I was just blown away every single step of the way. These small plates were incredible. We ended up going with the Kuiro Shiro, the KFC, or the Korean Fried Chicken, <laughs> which is Amish Chicken Drummets, Korean Spicy and Sweet Glaze with uh, Thai Chili Peppers. We also decided to go with the Cha Gyo, which is fried egg rolls with stuffed pork, shrimp, and vegetables, and the short rib bao, which is 50-hour short rib that Thai sauté sauce, squash puree, and pickled vegetables. I thought the uh, the short rib bao was super bland and was kind of weak. Um, it, w- it was okay. I mean, I, I'm a huge bao fan for sure, but I really wasn't overly impressed by it. Uh, the chagia was the fried egg roasted. Uh, with pork, shrimp, and vegetables. The egg rolls were just absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love those. The Quito Shiro, oh, incredible. But the KFC, the Korean fried chicken, that was the amusing part of the evening for sure. Gobbled that up like nobody's business, right? Then you had some leftover Thai chili peppers on the plate. I'm not as well versed in my peppers as I should be, but I do know why I like them, so I just Quick gobbled up three or four of them in my mouth. Look across the table from me. I just see this blank stare of horror staring at me. I'm like, what is going on? I hear, "Uh, you're not supposed to like woof those down. They're supposed to have like one or two maybe maximum per bite. Then my face starts itching and starts beet red. I'm like, oh my God, this is a little too spicy, right? Grab some water. Oh, okay. My face gets redder and redder and redder and I get more and more itchy and I I, I doubt my water like I got a water I'm like okay this is this, this is getting a little serious now I'm like uh excuse me get up uh, speed walk to the bathroom throw my face under the sink and start just like going at it like they do a liar liar <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous those spicy thai chili peppers are hot 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 oh my god did I learn my lesson <laughs> Of course, I'd be another guy in the bathroom with me the exact same time. Sarah would be looking like an absolute idiot, washing my face off my mouth out, like constantly like, under the sink in this super like elegant restaurant. <laughs> Came back, told everyone around me all about it, just so I do not think I was a huge moron. To <laughs> but either way, waitress definitely enjoyed it, so it was absolutely incredible. Um... But I would definitely be back. I love the small bites here. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. I appreciate everything the Arabella staff did for us that night. The wine was phenomenal. food, incredible. Definitely be back for some small plates at Arabella. Up next is Urban Belly. What started as a dream by Chef Bill Kim has become a mecca for urban diners seeking authentic Asian cuisine. At Urban Belly, they've enhanced the communal dining experience, offering more room for Chicago's urban diner to feast in relaxed indoor and outdoor settings, and make new friends and savor delicious food. The award-winning chef, Bill Kim, got his start in the restaurant industry, honing his culinary skills at world-renowned establishments Charlie Trotters and Lulat. After spending years perfecting his skills along the best of the industry, Chef Kim would eventually venture on his own in 2008, bringing this imaginative, Asian-inspired cuisine to the highly acclaimed Chicago restaurant Urban Belly, Belly Q, and Belly Shack. With that build-up, I absolutely had to go here. I've been wanting to go to Urban Belly since October. I finally got around to it in February. I kept making plans with a friend for networking purposes to go to Urban Belly, For some reason, she kept canceling either the day of or the day before. Very odd. Oh, it just worked out right. (laughs) Ended up never actually going to lunch with her. So I took uh, one of my new clients out to lunch uh, when I started my new gig. And I was like, okay, this is fantastic. Definitely a hike from River North out to the West Loop. But I think it was worth it. I really like the communal dining. I ended up ordering the pork and pineapple. Um, you know, cause pineapples are one of my favorite foods to eat on Asian dishes for sure. And the grape sack, sack which is like a Korean juice drink. It is hardcore communal dining. You no waitress or anything. You just go up, order your food, and then they bring out to you where your number is. Uh, they have bottled water for everyone at the table, which is fantastic. To be honest, the food like did not blow me away. I think as maybe came at like a bad time, we went around, uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. Uh, so I got like, the pork was actually pretty dry, but I tell you what, I did go back a second time, and I got the same dish again. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, fun fact about that one, um, it was actually a, <laughs> packed to the gills that day. So I'm sitting there by myself to try to eat food, and people are like, uh, you can sit right here next to us, because communal dining. <laughs> but whatever, it is what it is. Uh, Urban Belly, definitely a place to check out if you're in the West Loop. Up next is Seoul Taco, a funky, counter-inspired Korean and Mexican restaurant specializing in Korean and Mexican street food, plus beer amid murals and boomboxes. Yes, it is 1990s back at Seoul Taco. You hear me? Boomboxes. <laughs> Walked in, had no idea what I was walking in do. I was like, Seoul Tacos, all right, you know, fusion for sure. So I asked the, uh, the hostess what she recommended for us to eat. And she's recommended trying one of each of the tacos. So I got a steak, chicken, and spicy pork. As we're sitting there waiting in for uh, the food to kind of go through, there's a group of us ordering food. I said to the waitress, totally messing with her, it's so interesting. I had no idea they actually had Mexican food in Korea. And she's like a Korean woman, just stares at me as if I'm like the dumbest person in the world. Then I just started geeking out. I'm like, I'm totally kidding. She goes, okay, good. I would have asked you to leave the restaurant if you didn't clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> Always having fun with the waitstaff for sure, but this is absolutely fantastic. I really liked it here. They're playing some hardcore old school rap. Had their boomboxes out um, all of the walls. So it was like maybe like fifty boomboxes all spray painted. It was pretty pretty baller actually. Food was good. Um, definitely a, a taco fan for sure. Uh, I definitely don't like steak as much as everyone else in the world does. Chicken was okay, but I definitely really liked the spicy pork. The the flavors and ingredients on the spicy pork taco is absolutely fantastic. I'll definitely make this a regular lunch stop for sure. Up next is Green Fish Poke. If you've never heard of it, don't blame you. (laughs) This is a Hawaiian-style food served in the food court at Mayfair Mall up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. This place is Fusion of Sushi and Burritos, which is known as POKE. I've never heard of it. I guess it's a chain, but I've only seen one and only could find one, so a very interesting scenario, but I was like, uh, when in Rome, go for... The fusion, I guess, uh, with the burrito and sushi burrito, are always interesting. So I went with the firecracker sushi burrito. It said spicy tuna, shrimp tempura, crab salad, spicy mayo, and house you Essentially, it's just a gigantic sushi roll. The tortilla is seaweed, but man, was this fantastic! I absolutely loved it. We're looking for some fast food sushi kind of stuff that's fresh. This is the perfect spot to stop on Milwaukee. Greenfish Poke out of Mayfair Mall. So another stop uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or I guess Wauwatosa, if you want to call it that, is Circa 1880. This little restaurant is nestled in the quiet neighborhood of historic Walker's Point, Circa 1880 points to highlight the palate with not only flavor, but sight. With respect to using as much locally sourced meat and produce as possible, the flavors are meant to complement the terroir for more which it was received. Beverage choices have been hand-selected to complement all the creations of Chef Hawk. Intimate, romantic, yet adventurous. All the things you will find when you visit. Let me tell you, it's exactly what this place was. (laughs) Walk-in, had reservations for two, and then we decided to uh, grab a quick drink at the bar. I'm not a huge fan of venturing outside of my comfort zone on mixed drinks, so I decided with the classic Old Times Ransom Gin barkeep Lavender Bitters Cursed Cherry Old Fashioned 1880. That was Phenomenal. They did have a wine pairing with the five-course meal that we had, but um, I figured you know a drink plus five glasses of wine was just going to be a little bit overkill for such a nice dinner. <laughs> but this five-course tasty menu was fantastic. So there's two of us, and so what we did for each one of the courses is order both courses, both options, and then we just shared. So it was like 10 small plates. Absolutely fantastic. So let me give you a quick rundown of what we Got to get our hands upon that night. Course one, amuse-bouche and celeriac soup. Absolutely fantastic. Came out in these weird wooden bowls, and the guy poured it out of like a tea kettle, but it was phenomenal tasting, let me tell you. Second course, pork roulette, which is a 2014 Picture purée, and the spot prawns. You know, half the stuff I eat, I don't know what they are, but read it off, enjoyed it, you got it right. (laughs) Third course, scallops and trout. Absolutely incredible. I was so just like blown away by this. Like I just could not imagine like eating any more seafood, but these these scallops were just perfectly prepared. Absolutely incredible. Not a huge trout fan to be honest, so I didn't eat that much of it, but definitely put my hand in there and taste a little bit of it. Fourth course. Lamb and short ribs. This lamb dish was by far my favorite thing I ate all night. Short ribs were okay. Um I definitely enjoyed like the, the beef part aspect of it, but lamb which is one of my favorite foods absolutely just gobble that right up. The pre-dessert was a whatchamacallit, peanut butter and brown chocolate ice cream. Absolutely delicious. Waitress absolutely enjoyed all my fantastic jokes all night, like usual. <laughs> So she actually topped us off in the night with a, two free glasses of champagne as if we're celebrating, right? Usual. Absolutely phenomenal. Love this place. Circa 1880. Definitely on the expensive side, but absolutely worth it for a five-course meal paired with or without wine. Up next is the fireside. A Cajun Spice American Fair with craft brews and TV sports in a lively spot with heated patio and fireplace. I'm sure that sentence was confusing, but let me tell you, when I walked in, I was just as confused. You walk in, little, little, like, Kochek area. To the right is, like, a classic Irish brew pub. To the left is, like, a sit-down diner, like, or a dining room. Like, you can't choose what, what, what world you live in, right? <laughs> Of course, the bathrooms are only in the Irish pub, so we actually went over to the uh, the sit-down dining area because per- we were watching my, my friend perform. She's a, a Thai singer, but it was definitely an interesting scenario. All one restaurant, two different worlds, <laughs> same building. But anyways, absolutely fantastic. Just ordered uh, an appetizer with the um, deep-fried marinated pork. It was interesting. There was like no breading on it, but it was still deep-fried. came out like definitely super spicy. Um, It had hot sauce on it It kind of looked like ketchup Didn't realize it was like um, Sriracha or anything like that But when I put it in my mouth I found out very quickly (laughs) If you know what I mean And they had uh, shredded lettuce To ease the pain per se So definitely an interesting appetizer Um, Definitely enjoyed it Uh, Got a bottle of Malbec to Sit there and watch the performance Which was incredible Favorite part of the performance was It was all in Thai And I said to the waitress when I was just like horsing around, I said to her, hey, when when are you going to go up on stage and sing? Her English wasn't the greatest, so she thought I said that I wanted to go up and sing. And my friend's like the performer. So five minutes later, my friend calls me on stage. I reluctantly go up there and she's like, what song do you want to sing? Needless to say, after five minutes of talking back and forth and trying to communicate with an acoustic guitar player that speaks a little English, I sang a song in English, for a room full of Thai people. It didn't go well. You can only imagine. (laughs) But, fun time. Not sure if I'm invited back, but if you're up in that sort of town in Ravenswood, definitely check out the fireside for some amazing uh, Thai singing. Up next is Wolf Peach. Simply as it comes. Their style of service is casual and communal. While many restaurant courses their dishes, theirs are served as soon as they're finished, ensuring they are fresh, bright, and ready to enjoy. They believe dining should be as much as enjoying the company as it is about savoring the fare. Their menu is an eclectic mix of large and small plates designed to encourage sharing, cultivation, interaction, and foster a sense of dining at a family table. Wolf Peach. What is the story of Wolf Peach? Let me get right into that for you. The story stems from the European folklore. When the tomato was first introduced, it was widely considered poisonous. Aristocrats dined on pewter. The acid in tomatoes reacted with the metal, causing lead poisoning. Peasants ate from plates made of wood and were unaffected, so tomatoes became the poor man's food. The legend grew, as legends do, to include stories of witches using tomatoes, a member of the deadly nitrates family, to conjure werewolves. The wild tomato's Latin genus name, Lycopersicon, translates to wolf peach. Wolf peach pays homage to rustic European cuisine that draws inspirational regional ingredients, including the illustrious tomato. You say tomato, they say Wolf Beach. (laughs) (laughs) this place was fantastic. It was communal seating. Uh, It was absolutely incredible. And yes, they do bring out the food as it's prepared. So it's all small plates. uh, A lot of gluten-free, vegan, and dairy-free offerings. You order uh, two or three dishes. They might be recommended on the waitress. Brings them out as they're ready. It's not all at once. It's as they're ready. It's absolutely fantastic. So we end up going with the roasted fingerling potato which is Caesar, Escarol, Radish and breadcrumbs. We also got the grilled octopus, which was paired with collard greens, black rice, and saffron aioli. And, you know, we're just having a great day. Just gotta go with the dessert, right? So we went with the chocolate planta cake, which was caramelized banana, sea salt, purpador, salter, caramel ice cream. It was phenomenal. As we're sitting there at our table, we see a lot of people going downstairs for an event. So we asked the waitress as we we're kind of closing up the bill. We said, "Hey, what's 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 the event downstairs?" And she's like, "Oh, it's a uh, Planned Parenthood silent auction event. You guys are more than welcome to go down. Everything that's spent at the bar downstairs tonight is actually donated towards Planned Parenthood, or all the things that's p- put towards the silent auction is also put towards Planned Parenthood." So, okay, great. So we go down there, uh, grab a quick drink while we're down there, because you going to make a donation to support the cause. And we looked at all the silent auction items, looked around, pretty fun, a little small space. But I knew I wanted to have a little too much fun. So I took one of the silent auction slips and just like held it in front of my chest and just stood there and smiled, right? People thought I was part of the auction. (laughs) Two people actually wanted to pay, but I told them not, no, I'm I'm, I'm good. (laughs) Gotta have fun at these events, don't you? Well, either way, Wolf Peach is now one of my favorite restaurants in Milwaukee. I will absolutely be going back very sometime soon. up next we come back to chicago for the amk kitchen bar this is classic american comfort food with a bucktown twist amk kitchen bar is an american eatery and whiskey bar serving up quintessential comfort classics with a bucktown twist they're a casual neighborhood hangout where you can enjoy brunch lunch dinner and drinks their menu is inspired by classic comfort food with a twist aiming to use local and sustainable ingredients as much as possible their beverage program focuses on American spirits with an emphasis on whiskey, rice, and bourbons. They spend months traveling across the country tasting different whiskeys to ultimately feature 60 varieties on the menu, along with a thoughtful list of roasting seasonal, rotating seasonal cocktails. They have also more than 50 craft beers in-house. Custom graffiti art from renowned local artists, The Lie is featured throughout the restaurant, including a gigantic Uncle Sam mural, and their mascot, Gordon the Goat, named after Bucktown's neighborhood and the abundance of goats that were raised there back in the 1800s. This place was fantastic. It's a few blocks from where I live. we wanted to go here for a long time and I'm definitely coming back. Not a whiskey guy, so pass on that. Not a rye or bourbon guy, pass on that. But I did get one of those fantastic beers. Do I Remember which one it was? No. <laughs> but there's so many to choose from, I'll definitely be going back to try some more. Uh, We walk in, uh, it's about uh, 6 o'clock on a Friday. Hostess looks at me, goes, I say, table for two please? He goes, reservations? I look around, there's like three other people in there. I'm like, "Uh, no. So I'm thinking to myself, if we had reservations, I probably would have said reservations name. Uh, You're not that busy, so you probably can't assume it, but whatever. Great start to the night. (laughs) Anyways, it was uh, something we decided to split. We decided to split the roasted vegetable flatbread which had 14 different peppers on it, mushrooms, tomato, ricotta, arugula, and garlic oil. And then we also decided to put the mac and cheese, which was like a five cheese blend with jalapeno bacon crust, and the grilled asparagus, with smoked romesco and savory granola. When this gigantor flatbread came out, I expected like something like four inches by like eight inches, it was actually like a whole-sized pizza. It was like 14 inches across. It was like one gigantic tortilla chip <laughs> with like too much dip on it, right? Let's you can imagine, it's like, honey, I blew up the kids. Oh, yeah, I blew up the tortilla chip. <laughs> but it was fantastic. And of course, can't end any fun meal without having something way too spicy in my mouth, which was the mac and cheese. Those jalapenos are hot, 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 but I do love them for sure. So it was absolutely fantastic. I've been trying to do a lot more of exploring around my own neighborhood, like Wicker Park, Logan Square, Bucktown areas, I feel like that's where a lot of these really great restaurants are hidden that I just haven't been going to. So I'd definitely be coming back to the AMK Kitchen Bar. <laughs> Our last stop for the month of February takes us up to Minneapolis, Minnesota. We went to Hell's Kitchen. Nope, not what you're thinking. Not the TV show, mind you. (laughs) This is an award-winning restaurant in downtown Minneapolis. Located in the heart of the city, Hell's Kitchen is a fiercely independent, locally sourced and inspired, family-friendly American-style restaurant offering breakfast, lunch, Happy hour, dinner, and weekend brunch with weekly live music and events. Demons, deacons, emblems, black shades, statues, red vinyl, couches. This is the ambiance there. <laughs> oh, and of course it is underground. It is exactly what you expect it to be. There's someone's imagination of hell in the kitchen in the basement. <laughs> But it was fantastic. They had uh, live music, which was like a bluesy band. Uh, a little offsetting with a gigantic like demon statue behind the performer, but it was fantastic. had a group of about eight friends there. It was so much fun. Got to see some friends local to Minnesota, and a couple of us came up from Milwaukee and Chicago. But it was fantastic. And when I'm in a place like this, I have to do the wedding room thing. So I'm with the Minnesota Icon lemma and Chukata Hotcakes. These are hotcakes that put them Hell's Kitchen on the map. Three melt-in-your-mouth hotcakes made with freshly grated lemon zest and whole milk ricotta cheese, served with fresh berries and pure maple syrup. It was phenomenal. I like hotcakes a lot better than pancakes. Pancakes are a little too bready for me, a little too much to intake. Ironically, I did also order the other Minnesota icon on the menu, which was toasted sausage bread. I honestly, when I saw this, I know what I was ordering. I know what those three words are. Together, it made, like, no sense to me. What it was it included bread, dense, delicious bread. that had sausage, walnuts, black currants, spices, and black coffee all in the bread. So it wasn't a big piece of sausage. It was a big piece of bread with all that in it. And then, of course, they had, like, the, the peanut butter that you put on top of it. It was phenomenal. Huge brunch for me, a little bit more carbs I would have liked, but it was fantastic. Oh, and then when you're drinking carbs and you're feeling a little fat, why not just get a mimosa or sex? (laughs) But it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Hell's Kitchen was fantastic. I definitely enjoyed it. I'm glad I had a chance to experience some Minnesota icons while I was there. So next time I'm in Minneapolis, I will try my best to stop into Hell's Kitchen. This episode is sponsored by Lunar Ball. Lunar Ball is Chicago's largest fundraiser for Asian American young professionals and friends, which will be held Saturday, March 25th, at the elegant Wintrust Grand Banking Hall. Lunar Ball attracts 800 plus of Chicago's most accomplished young professionals from over 30 different organizations for an evening of drinks, food, entertainment, and networking. So come join them. Have fun. Support community charities and celebrate the year of the rooster. cock a doodle do. <laughs> this event sells out every year, so make sure you secure a spot soon. I personally will be there. It will be absolutely phenomenal. Looking forward to it. Please come say hi. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference... Those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.